Hey listeners, this is Mallory coming back again to play Alton. This is a sequel arc to an arc that has already happened. So if you have not heard any of my episodes, you should go back to episode 20, Alton Steals the Show, and listen to that arc first. You don't have to, but a lot of things would make a lot more sense. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Oh, you're gonna lead in. Oh, me? Yeah. I already did the. I already did the thing. (laughs) 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 That was that was all the improv I had in me. You you just have to say the uh, the hello listeners. This is a side character quest. Uh, This is me, Mallory, and as always. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of Side Character Quest. I'm your side character guest, Mallory, and with you as always is your host. This is me, Chappie Smith from the D&D Gazette. How are you feeling to be back, Mallory, as the first returning player character? Pretty special. (laughs) Everyone must be writing a million reviews about how Alton is the best arc. You've actually gotten a fair amount of attention for your... Again! Every time! Out of here! Okay, sorry about that, guys. Um, hey, Mallory, uh, how you doing? Hey, Ty, I was just doing an interview. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah. About how great my arc is, and now we're back for more. Yeah. Because everyone wants to know what happened to Danny. Oh yeah, he's just the number one thing person that everybody has uh, has been lashing on to. All of the uh, at all the cons, uh, seeing the Danny cosplay, at all of the um, the the uh, 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 hot topics. Um, <laughs> there's just the Danny T-shirts uh, at the the Halloween store. You got those those rubber masks of Danny. It's honestly like kind kind of frightful. Yeah, I feel like if it wasn't already the plan, your plan now has to be that he is the main character <laughs> if it wasn't already the plan yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i guess i guess um we should chat a little bit about what happened last time we played so the the last time we had you on uh we met alton who is a uh, how would you describe alton he is a guildmaster locksmith pretty sociable and well-liked gets himself into trouble occasionally for just petty theft but nothing too crazy and yeah i think he's a pretty nice guy yeah he's also a halfling and a rogue if anyone <laughs> cares about D stuff <laughs> halfling rogue uh, level five last uh last yes. arc um, although you have leveled him up uh, to a level six. I have exciting news. Although, although you don't really get a whole lot for going up to level six, apparently. Nope, nothing. I mean, I no, not at all. I, yeah. I have some more hit points, so not much. Very important. Not a lot, but still not very many hit points. And then I have two new things that I could choose to get double proficiency in. And I was going to keep it a secret, but I think I already told you before we started recording. Did I? So I already had double proficiency in Thieves Tools and Sleight of Hand, and now I also have it in Stealth and Deception. I feel like that really works with the fact that you've been getting like pressured into doing these uh, these like criminal jobs. 
while all the while trying to like hide the fact that you are planning on on bailing whenever you can. Right. That's what I was trying to go for. Nice. Well, I mean, I I was hoping I would get some kind of cool ability, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Such is life. Being being sneaky and deceptive is very important ability. Yeah. Both of them. It occurs to me that I probably should have had I should probably give, should have given you the option to pick up some sort of boon item in the the meantime. I was going like, to ask me- if I got a new magical magical toy. Oh man. Um yeah, I imagine if Hosalda has been sending me on all these quests, I probably have swiped something cool. You know what? That's that's actually a very good a very good thing. Okay, so when this episode begins, it's several months after the end of the last episode. You've been you've been working under Hosalda to do various jobs for her while trying to maintain the facade of your normal your normal guildmaster work, your locksmithing, all the while doing these uh, small jobs of stealing from uh, stealing from people that are your clients sometimes, sometimes your friends, sometimes other folks who you you suspect are are criminal, stealing from uh, lots of the these small jobs, and they've become increasingly risky. Uh, like it's been, it's been getting riskier and riskier as Hosala's putting more and more weight on you, and, and usually she's stealing, having you steal things that are relatively, like you don't really know what they're for. Like sometimes they have obvious monetary value, but other times they they just seem to be following some sort of like plan that you can't quite grok. Tell me about the the last job you did went poorly in some way. Uh, maybe somebody got hurt. Maybe you almost got caught. But but whatever the reasoning was, it really has like put the pressure on you to say like, I have to get out of this. Like obviously, Hosalda is up to no good, and she's been holding this like knife to your this proverbial and sometimes literal knife to your throat to keep doing these things. But something happened in the last mission that she sent you on that really has like hammered home. You don't want to be involved with this anymore. What was that? Hmm. It would have to be something along the lines of someone got hurt. Like somebody not involved in this at all somehow got hurt from us doing this. Because I imagine like Alton cares about his reputation, but not to the point where he would be that worried about getting caught and everyone being like, oh no, he's a bad guy. Because he could just pick up and move and restart somewhere else. I feel like he would be more worried that because most of the bad stuff that he's done in the past has been relatively harmless. Like he's not out to hurt people or steal anything that they can't replace or. He's mostly been like stealing trinkets from wealthy people. Right. Like just sort of challenging himself. Right. He doesn't want just like an average person to lose something of great value or to be harmed in any way. And I don't know how I'm trying to think of how someone could have gotten hurt. Maybe uh, if I it mean, wasn't just Alton, maybe if not Ernie Bear went and someone hurt us and they attacked them or I don't know. I, I have a, a proposal. Go um, for it. So what if what if it was some sort of you were stealing some sort of magical device and you didn't know exactly what it did but as you were like sneaking away, a, a guard happened upon you and you accidentally activated said device and it hurt the guard somehow. 
and that could be the the magical boon you have because you're like, okay, I don't I don't want to give this to Hosalda because clearly, like even accidentally, it can cause some damage. Right. Yeah. No. Let's go with that. I think that's good. And I think it it actually literally hurt the guard, and that was just kind of like a big wake up call to Alton that this this isn't is just to go too far. Yeah. This isn't just trinkets all the time. Like sometimes this stuff does actual harm. So tell me, um, what does this thing look like and what was the nature of the harm that it caused? And I'll, I'll write up I'll write up stats for it uh, before the next episode. Oh, God, Ty. Okay. Feel free to use a random generator of some sort or to like yell at Eli and just say, give me a random thing. <laughs> um, OK, let's I feel like it would have to look relatively harmless. So, hmm, hmm. I can get so I'll I'll get there. Hold on. Feel free to do the the uh, the poor man's improv of just looking around your room and okay. naming something you see. It's just a bunch of books and pop figures. <laughs> 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 That's the entirety of this room. Ooh, may, I mean, it could be something. It could be some sort of like figurine. Yeah, and yeah, maybe it's just like a figurine, but the figurine has some kind of like charge to it. What if it's a a rag doll? that makes people like ragdoll oh god just sort of collapse limply jesus okay uh so i so since we we said that this has to be a situation where um the person got hurt and it made you realize you didn't want to keep doing this that the people were gonna generally get hurt i'm just going to paint the scene uh to give you a, a bad situation so you uh, you were stealing this this object from the apartment of some wealthy business person that you had done work for previously. And as you were are making your way out of the building, sneaking out of the building, you are, are just sort of gripping this rag doll to your chest. And a person is walking up the stairs in front of you. And well, you round the corner and just run into them, not expecting to see anybody there. And as soon as you touch them, they just go limp and collapse down the stairs and just tumble, tumble down. Wow. One, I'm a pretty shitty rogue if I didn't hear someone coming up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but also, man, this is a magical item that Alton is never going to use. <laughs> uh, well, I've given it to you. It's an option. That's fine. No, it's it's going to be there. It's going to be like the deus ex machina of the storyline. I can feel it. You find yourself in the mountain range of the three brothers, just in time for their yearly festival. There are people here from all all around all around the world you've got folks from as far south as uh, the Salton Sea you have people from as far north as Mount Rena and uh, many many other people um, from Cirque which is where you're from you were able to convince Hosalda that you were expected to go there because it is a this place this event is a very important networking location and so it is just expected for guildmasters to go. And if you had not, it would have been notable. It would have been weird. People would have questioned it and started like looking and maybe started looking into your activities. Um, it was not a it was it was a bit of a hard sell to convince her to let you come up. But you managed to convince her 
provided that some uh, watchful protectors got to come with you. Now you, you find yourself uh, at the entrance to this festival. In this, in this valley uh, between two of the three brothers, you see performers, you see big tents, you see rides, you see fairs, you see food, you see all sorts of wonderful festive happenings uh, around you. There's dwarves, there are dragonborn, humans, elves, goblins, gnomes, halflings, all sorts of people uh, enjoying and taking in this this fair. There's people that are um, poor, wealthy, every every walk of life is represented in this place. Um, and there's there's also uh, a fair number of, of the people running establishments are people from uh, the three brothers. They're people they're local to this area. It's it's this is a really important uh, financial economic uh, day for them. Um, it brings in a lot of trade that other otherwise uh, considers this place a bit of a backwoods. Somewhere off the beaten path in a hidden grove of woods, not too far off from one of the major uh, routes out of this valley, is a small clearing with your transportation out of here and away from Hosalda. But in order to get there, you're going to need to keep up appearances for long enough that you can uh, put down the guard of your of your guards, of your watchers, and then uh, cause some sort of distraction so that you can slip away unnoticed and unhindered by them. Daniel is with you right now. Uh, you would not, I'm sure, be willing to leave him behind in, uh, in Cirque uh, under Hosalda's uh, grasp. And Wark, you know, is supposed to be meeting you at your getaway location. So who uh, did Hosalda send to watch you? Was it Iver or not? Iver. Iver? Okay. How have you guys been getting along? Do, do you need any reminder of, like, what she does or anything? Uh, hit me with it. Because the only thing I remember about Iver is that I gave her that money that one time, and I was like, we cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I imagine that it's continued along that. Okay. Because at no point has Alt never thought, man, we're going to be friends after all this is over. But he's slowly trying to like work up a friendship with at least one mm-hmm. and I feel like Iver was his target gotcha to try to like because Hosalda definitely not and I just chose Iver over not simply because I knew they had that one moment okay cool um so real quick before I before I sort of tell you more about uh Iver and, and remind the listeners roll me a um charisma check uh, to just sort of see how good of a relationship you've developed with Iver. And I'm going to be rolling a wisdom save against this because um, she doesn't, like, because you were, you were, you know, she is all in for helping Hosalda. Right. And you are basically, like, tricking her into trusting you to try to lower her guard. So I'm going to roll real quick. That's a 22, Ty. We're starting off weirdly strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's all uh, downhill yeah. from here. But this seems Dude. like an important role, so. Unless she gets, unless she gets a crit twenty, she is not beating you. And that would be a fourteen wisdom save. Ooh. She has been pretty well tricked into thinking that you 
she thinks that you you and her are on pretty good terms. Uh, she is following Hosalda's directions to watch you, and she is she is naturally a very uh, suspicious person, a very intelligent person, but she she'll probably give you the benefit of a of the doubt, thinking that you are starting to enjoy the life of of crime that uh, that you have been indoctrinated into. Cool. And Wark, you said, is here, but he's already at the secret meetup spot. He's not, like, with us, with us. No, he's okay. not with you. Um, cool. So as far as as far as Iver and not know, he is not at this place. Okay. He has snuck away and is supposed to meet you there. He may not be there right now, but he is supposed to meet you there. Cool. So you guys are, are walking into this place. There's all these people around. There's uh, flashing lights. Um, there are performers uh, juggling things, but there's also people doing magical stuff. You see a, a dragonborn breathe fire and then kiss a human who then breathes fire out and the cold crowd like erupts and like claps and is like, whoa, because you know, nobody gives a shit if like a dragonborn breathes fire, but if a person does, oh, super cool. <laughs> so so what are, you, what are you doing? What do you do when you get to this fair? Okay, yeah, um, I got some ideas. Okay. Are there games? There's totally like where I can win prizes. Oh, there's totally games where you can win prizes. Oh yay! Okay, <laughs> it's my favorite part of fairs. I know that they're stupid and no one ever <laughs> wins, but I love them. Yeah. Um. There's there's all sorts of games. Uh. There's there's these little cups that have little fish swimming around in them. There's another thing that has this crossbow. You're supposed to like shoot at various targets to to win the prize. There's uh, a hoop that you have to throw a ball into. There's all sorts of different things. Is, is there one in particular you're looking for? Uh, let's do the crossbow. All right, all right. Welcome, come right up uh, to the amazing um, crossbow place. Listen, we didn't spend a lot of money on names. We're just a, we're just a festival. We've had months to prepare, but have we done it? No. Oh, you sir, you look like a man of dexterity and 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 vision. Come here, can't you see yourself with a, with a prize? And he, he gestures to this giant uh, giant stuffed. I'm pointing at you now. What do you what do you, what is it? Cat. Giant stuffed cat. Oh yes, come here, sir. There's this beautiful kitty cat hanging up. Wouldn't it look lovely in your home? Alden is already running over. Oh, boss. You know those guys are are never. Shut um, up, Danny. Come on. Okay, boss. Uh, Danny runs up behind you. Ah, yes. It's it's merely two gold pieces to enter, and then you could win this wonderful this wonderful prize. I mean, is it there with us too? <laughs> She's just like uh, following behind reluctantly. Yeah. So, so as uh, to paint the scene, you know, there's this human man standing at a. Actually, is it a human man? Yeah, it's this human woman standing at this uh, crossbow boat booth, gesturing you over. Hey, it's me, the human woman. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the this halfling, uh, this middle-aged halfling man, and his younger uh, gnome apprentice come running over <laughs> then this white dragonborn uh, just kind of like walking behind them like rolling her eyes arms crossed keeping like a comfortable distance like she's not necessarily with you guys she's just kind of like watching you guys you know 
Um, and she just just leans out against a, a nearby booth. Nice. Um, is there just the one big prize, or are there lots of small prizes just around? There's lots of, of prizes. We we sell all sorts of, of things. Do you want a large kitty? Do you want a medium-sized kitty? Would you like a tiny kitty? We have all sorts of cats. So many cats. You can make a hill of cats. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Why'd you... Why, oh, oh, I get it, yes. I'm oh, from like Cats Hill. Hill. Are you from Cats Hill? Yes. That's wonderful. I definitely intended that. You want, You see, I'm a little clairvoyant. All right, I plop two golds on the on the counter, and I just gesture to Danny, and I'm like, give it your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that at all. Um, oh, okay, boss, I guess. Um, <laughs> with this woman, she smiles. Oh, okay, yes, let him take a shot. And, uh, and hands him this really, like, shitty crossbow, and you can you can tell that, like, the sights aren't properly aligned and stuff. It, like, it's it's very... It, it, it has the veneer of being well, well taken care of, but it's very clearly not designed to actually shoot straight. So uh, he is going to roll. I'm going to set this as a DC... Um, DC 15, and he's going to have a disadvantage because it's, you know, it's a carnival game. So he's going to take a few shots. Okay, I just want to state it for the record that do that first, but Alton is also doing something at the same time. Oh, I love this already. (laughs) Okay. Uh, First is a 10. Um, I feel like I I hadn't thought to give Danny stats, but I feel like his dexterity... Well, no, but the well, thing no, is, like, okay, he's your no. apprentice. That's fair. I feel like he, he should have he should have decent dexterity. So I'm gonna say a tw- I'm gonna say he gets. What is your dexterity? Um, plus three, sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, okay. He has plus three. Yeah. You said that's what he does yeah. not get a he does not get any proficiency bonus. Definitely, he is not proficient with a crossbow. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I'll say that he has plus two because you're he's your apprentice. Um, so he gets uh, twelve. And 14, so 16. Uh, so yeah, he barely, um, you see him like, he, he was given three bolts and he uh, misses on the first one, but then on the, the next two, he gets him like right in the middle, right on the thing, it says big winner. And the um, the woman behind the booth, she says, oh, big winner, big winner. And he, she grabs the smallest cat that was like kind of hidden behind the edge of the booth and like reaches out to hand it to him. Look, you won the, the, the big prize. And uh, hands it off. Now, what have you been doing this whole time? I want to steal one of the prizes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, give me... I, I'm going to say... Because um, I know a, this is all sham, and I just want Danny to have fun. Yeah, give me <laughs> But a, while he's doing that, I'm going to steal a prize from these these people. Which... which Are you going for the big prize? No, God, you, no. Okay. No. Are you going for a medium just, prize? Just like a, whatever's lowest down. I'm very small. Okay. <laughs> Just it's the principle of the thing, not the actual okay. prize. So, so uh, this person running the booth gave him a basically like keychain-sized cat, which hadn't even been visible. So you were going for the the one that is a more reasonable size that was on display. Roll me a dicks. Uh, oh, what's the what's the word? Uh, sleight of hand. Sleight of hand check. Yes. And then it's going to be contested versus <laughs> That's their a crit twenty tie. Look, what is happening? <laughs> what? Uh, this doesn't happen to me ever. Oh, I'm so pleased. I, I'm going to say that this person has disadvantage because she was actively dealing with this other guy right right at this moment. Um, but she's going to still roll a perception check. 
18 and 19. Ooh. You needed that crit 20. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so you managed to, like, swipe that and, and grab one. And, and I'm going to say, if you want, you can get the next size up because, like, you you were just just so sly. You were, like, right. reaching for it, and you're like, this person is engrossed in Danny right now. I could I could do this. Sweet. I take it, and I slide it under my coat. And then Danny, does Danny win his prize? So Danny, um, you do that right as Danny gets his little keychain size plush. Hell yeah, great job, kid. Oh, wait, this isn't what you said. I, you said one of those, the big prize, right? No. Not um, Danny. Danny, that one's even better because you can put uh, it on uh, your keychain with all your locksmith tools. Well, I guess that's true. Um, okay. And he, he turns and and, uh, and walks away, and he's kind of kind of looks a little downtrodden. I'm like, hey, great shot. And I, like, give him a pat on the back, and then when we're walking away, I just, like, reach into my coat and just toss the other toy to a bear because I know that she saw everything that just happened. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. She she uh, snags it out of the air as you're, you're walking by and has, like, a wry smile on her face and gives you a quick nod. And yeah, um, so where do you guys, what do you guys do next? Well, I assume at some point we do have to, like, go socialize, right? That's what the whole point of me being here is, is that I have to, like, keep up appearances that I am here because I am a guild master. Yeah. Um, is there, so like, a eating area? So in addition to the, uh, in addition to the main fairgrounds where there's all these rides and attractions and everything, there's also these booths uh, where guildmasters from all around come to show off their wares. And making your way over to that area, you see all sorts of uh, different trinkets. You see, um, you see Arithmancers from Mount Rena. You see people that work on trinkets. You see armorers and people that specialize in hunting traps. All sorts of different folks representing their their guilds at this location and trying to just sort of show off their wares to to people uh, rich and poor alike. Everybody that is here, these guys are trying to impress and to be like, hey, listen, I know you can't buy the. I know you may not want a bear trap right now, but if you ever do need a bear trap, me, this guy, I'm, I'm the one you want. Uh, is there any particular booth that you want to go say hello to? Do I have a booth? Uh, do you? Wouldn't I? That would make sense. It, yeah. You, you could, I would be willing to say that you don't have a booth and that, like, you have, because you are the, the head guildmaster. You, you so are somebody the, from the guild is here representing reasonably. us. Reasonably, yeah, that, okay. would, that would make sense. So so who who do you have running the guild? Like, is it somebody, we've established that the only people in Cirque in your guild are you and Danny. Do we have somebody from the Salton Sea? Do we have somebody from uh, Mount Rena, from some, one of the smaller uh, cities? What, what are we looking at? Um, I don't. I mean, this area is what? What's like a big city that's nearby that it would make sense for them to be in charge of the booth because they're close by? Um, there's not really a lot of large cities in. Uh, the three brothers. It, it's a very, it's a very isolated place. The largest towns would be like Brotherly is a pretty large town, but even that one is is not. Uh, it's not exactly a, 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 a happening metropolis, and it definitely does not have any sort of. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that there would be anything in the three brothers. Okay, I mean it, it's not important. I just because I, Cirque is pretty far. 
right? Y yeah, um, Cirque is the largest, uh, or sorry, is the closest large city. Okay. But but the thing is, you don't necessarily have to have somebody living in a city to be part of your guild. Yeah, that's fair. I just I was thinking city because locksmith, yeah. but like you could have somebody that's operating in the Three Brothers and is just like you know services the whole of the Three Brothers. Yeah, let's go with that. So you don't have to bust out the maps, and that would make the most sense as to why they would be in charge of manning the booth. Yeah. For this event. So what is who who runs this booth? Uh, what do they give me? Give me two characteristics about them. It can be a physical characteristic, a personality, a voice, species, whatever. Hmm. They are talkative. Okay. And clumsy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like the not the best locksmith, but a great representative. Like, a good person to be at the booth, and someone that Iver would not want to spend a lot of time around. Nice. A good person to be working in one of the least profitable places. Right. Uh, for your <laughs> guild. So you walk up to your booth, uh, and you see Yeah, I a... imagine just like, sorry to interrupt. Go for it. Go for it. Tell me. Well, no, no, no. I was just going to say, I imagine, because I don't want to roleplay all these random conversations that really don't have any strong merit. I imagine just mm -hmm. as we're walking to the booth, Alton is just like schmoozing. Yeah. And like interacting with people and talking to people saying hello. But like, we don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to, to dive all through. Yeah, because the, the, all of the random names and characters you would have to generate would be the entire episode. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're basically going to uh, check in with your your representative, and along the way, you're sort of leaning over at other booths and just making your making your presence known uh, to folks. Um, like, oh, hey, there's there's Quail, there's the Arithmancer from Mount Rena, there's like blah 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 blah. All of these different folks that you're you're dropping in on. And uh, as you you approach your booth, uh, did you have a, a preference for like what it look? What what do you think you want it to look like? Hmm. What's that? What's the guild name? Do we have a name? I think it's just the locksmithing guild, unless you want to give it one. I can't think of one. It's just got like hella keys just hanging all around it. Nice. <laughs> like just bedazzled I, I, with keys, like to a tacky extreme. Yeah, I feel like uh, you probably sent Lindy, who is your representative at this this place. I feel like you sent her a bunch of different a bunch of like very detailed instructions on how to put up the displays and like this is the the type of lock that I want over here. I want them of increasing complexity, um, you know, so that the that people can like understand them. But then as they move farther back, it'll be like impressive, you know, once they've they've had a chance to look around some like display ones that that don't have the front piece so they can see how the innards are working and all that stuff. And when you arrive at this booth, it is just a complete shit show of just piles of stuff thrown hither and yon, not uh, just it just it looks just like a wreck. And uh, as you walk up, this person uh, pops her head up. Um, I, I'm not quite uh, fixed and set up yet. Just one one moment, uh, sir or madam. Uh, just just one second. And then she ducks her head back down. Do I know Lindy? You do know Lindy. OK, she you you have met her before. You did not train her, but yeah, you did not train her. She was already a a member of the guild when you joined on. Okay, cool. Just curious, Lindy. What what's 
going on? Uh, uh, just, just once. Uh, and she pops her head up and uh, sees you. Uh, uh, j- oh, hello, um, Guild Master Alton. Uh, I'm just um, setting up over here. Uh, uh, just, uh, uh, it's everything's going. Everything's following your plans. Everything looks good. Um, you see over here, we've got all of the display models and there's just this pile of shit <laughs> uh, just like loaded up. And um, over here, I have all of the locks on display like you asked. And there's a bunch of the locks hanging from like these strings uh, or sorry, keys hanging from these strings. Uh, but they're all the strings are all like tangled up uh, and knotted really bad. Um, so if uh yeah, uh, I, uh, how, how are you? Uh, how are you doing today, sir? Um, yeah. Uh, she puts her, her elbow on the table and her chin on her, uh, hand and it just sort of, like, misses and she sort of stumbles forward <laughs> a little bit and catches herself again. I, I'm great. Lindy, Lindy, give us just one second. And I, like, pull Danny and Yver just kind of into, like, a huddle real quick. And I'm just like, I kind of thought that this might be the state of affairs here. Danny, could you could you please help get this uh-huh. situation under control? Here's the plans that I actually wanted to look like and I <laughs> handed it I hand him like a folded up piece of paper. Just stay here and help. I can't even look at it right now. You got it, boss. Okay, cool. And just so Ty, you know, mm-hmm. on this piece of paper really is instructions for how to get to work. <laughs> Because God uh, knows I didn't tell Danny in advance because uh, very good. he's not a secret keeper. Very good. He's awkward and squirrely. Yeah, and Iver, like, she she has not been tasked to watch uh, Daniel. She has just been tasked to watch you. And so, like, because she's giving you the benefit of the doubt, she's not going to, like, object to you guys separating right now. Cool. Uh, you, you can't trust the help, you know? Yeah, this is a fucking disaster. Uh, I let let's go get something to eat, and we'll come make sure this shit's together. I love the. You guys start um, walking away over to the food stands. Uh, so what's your favorite uh, favorite dish over around these parts? Oh fuck! What's good fair food? I'm a big fan of the uh, funnel cake. Uh, but back when okay, I, I didn't know how fair food we were getting, but I'm glad that we're just <laughs> in it. We're just in it. Okay. Listen, dog, this is based on on fucking Georgia. Okay, like, cool. We can uh, we can do what you, what you want. Where what have you seen at a fair? Okay, um, sorry. You can continue. I just didn't I didn't know if I was gonna be like cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I personally am a big fan of the funnel cake, but uh, back in uh, not in my days at the circus, we had to. Avoid those things. Can't, can't eat it too much. Well, you're not in the circus anymore. Let's go get some funnel cakes. She smiles and, and claps you on the back. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, and you guys quickly walk off in that direction. So while you guys are, are walking in that direction, you're, you're passing by different performers. You're, you're passing by a booth with different farm animals, you know, getting shown off. Maybe a pig race or something. So, uh, tell me... How how are you feeling about this? Uh, I I feel that uh, that you are you are really getting the hang of the life, if if you if you know what I mean. Do you think there might come a time when uh, I don't have to watch you as closely, if you know what I mean? 
and she she just kind of like smiles and cracks her knuckles a little bit. I mean, I hope so. I feel like this honestly isn't too far off than what I was already doing before I met you guys. I mean, we'll still hang out though, right? You're not only hanging out with me because you have to be threatening, right? We're cool. Um, I'd say it's about uh, 50-50 right now. Uh, but I, I've, I must admit, uh, the, the real thing is, uh, that last job, um, when I had to come and uh, make excuses for that person who had collapsed on the stairs, you seem shaken. I feel as though you do not have the stomach for this life. That's fair. It's not something that I'm used to. I feel like it's something that I could get used to. But usually, all the things I've done in the past has been more hiding in the shadows, not interacting with people, not having to fight. I'm not much of a fighter. <laughs> mm. Well, uh, the next stab is always easier than the last. Uh, and she just kind of, like, smiles with that. And yeah, and then you arrive at the funnel cake booth. <laughs> I was hoping that conversation wasn't going to last too long. <laughs> I didn't realize when I, I thought of an out for Danny that I was going to have to just spend a long time with the bear for the whole rest of the day. Yeah, um, so I, I feel like she doesn't want people to remember you two walking together too much. Right. Um, and, and, you know, here at this at this fair, there's, uh, like I said, there's a lot of people from the Salton Sea, so there's a lot more dragonborn than there are usually around. But even here, people would, would notice if you were acting all buddy-buddy with a dragonborn. Okay. Once again, just for any new listeners, dragonborn, there's no, like, discrimination against dragonborn. It's just that they're very uncommon in most regions, so they're just notable um, unless you're in the Salton Sea. What instrument did she play? Oh, she did not... I, uh, I did not play an instrument. I am a painter. Oh, that's right. Okay, no, never mind. Never mind. And a strong man. <laughs> uh, she flexes. <laughs> okay. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't remember what their cover was in the very first yeah, um, thing. But now I remember she was drawing Danny and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Just curious. And, uh, Not was a, uh, a juggler. Gotcha. Yeah. Wark was a fiddler. Oh, yes. that's why I was thinking music. All right, so we got our funnel cakes. You got your funnel cakes. It's getting closer to that time when you should head out to your, your getaway spot. And so you're going to need to think about losing Iver soon. So I'm going to ask that whatever you do next, it doesn't actually have to be, you know, just dishing her and running away, but it should set up whatever that is going to be. So whatever your, your plan is to, to distract her or to trap her or to get away from her somehow, you should, you should think about that now. So what are you doing next? Is there a petting zoo? Yes, there's a petting zoo. Do you want to go to the petting zoo? I do want to go to the petting zoo. Cool. So you you uh, are walking back. Iver is, is making a little bit of distance between you two, setting shadow distance uh, between you guys. You start to walk over towards a sort of a more permanent structure than most of the buildings in this, this place. It's made of stone and cinder block, that kind of thing. And inside of it, you can just smell the, the scent of scent of animal, of, of like a barn, uh, that, that sort of odor. And as you, you enter, you see all sorts of different animals inside. You see chickens, you see uh, pigs, uh, goats, uh, you see a bear that's chained up, 
Um, Jeez, you see <laughs> that escalated quickly. You see um, deer. You see these very weird, like long-necked birds. You see all sorts of different different animals wandering around. You see any other that you might suggest, if you have any in mind. Um, but you see also tons of people, including uh, children and, and parents, sort of walking over to the the animals. So what what do you do? Uh, so it's like a pretty crowded area. Right. I would say, yeah, it's pretty crowded. Um, it, it probably doesn't seem super crowded to Iver just because, like, the average height has dropped considerably because there's, like, a lot of children. Mm-hmm. But you, you being a halfling, like, blend in with the height of the kids. So it seems more crowded to you. Cool. I want to go in the petting zoo. <laughs> Okay, you go in the petting zoo. <laughs> I'm assuming there's like a I'm assuming there's like a gate of some sort. Yeah, there's a gate. Um oh hello there, sir. Uh you are you ready to pet some animals? Is it the same woman from before? It's the same woman from before. <laughs> That's why it's so weird. There's only oh. one employee at the whole state fair. We have large pigs, small pigs, we have tiny pigs, all sorts of pigs that you can pet. Okay, I'm like, well I wanna come in and I turn back to Iver, I'm like, Iver? And Avera is just sort of like, uh, you're lost. Okay. <laughs> and she she walks over and just sort of like looks in from the outside, but but is like, mm, not 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 interested in going in. Cool. I'm gonna pay however much and go in. Like a gold piece. I'm imagining that there is a lock on this gate. Uh, there's a a when it's one of those metal great gates. And it has a chain on it, and it does have a open, a currently open lock on it. Okay, essentially, I was just, the whole reason for asking is that I am going to leave it, make it look like it's closed, but leave it to where it could just be easily pushed open. Oh, oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, so like, it's not like being held closed by any kind of contraption. I'm leaving that like sneakily unlatched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could vary, you could vary. So, so the area that you're walking into it is sort of like a, a hallway kind of space with different pens going down the hallway. And so each of those pens has animals in it and has their own separate little gates. So the main one like doesn't Okay. The main one doesn't have like an actual lock locking it closed. The other ones do have like a little latch that you have to push open. Cool, this is gonna be more complex than <laughs> I thought in my head. Oh, wait, so were, were you picturing, like, an open space? Yeah, but, like, okay. no, no, no. I can do that. Hold on, no, I'm, I'm just... Those dangerous animals just need to be tied up. Right, exactly, I forgot that there were more dangerous... What's the second most dangerous animal after the bear? Because <laughs> that's a little extreme. Um, maybe there's a there's a boar... Okay. ...in one of the, the pins. Yeah, those, those wild boars are nothing to be joked about. Okay, okay. I'm gonna make a show of going around and petting all the cute animals and having a great time. Some jackrabbits. Jackalope. Ooh. And then I'm gonna go... I'm trying to figure out how much you're gonna let me get away with here. I'm gonna go to where the boar is, and I imagine for the more dangerous animals, they don't actually let you go in. I'm generally not, no. Cool. They can let you go in, but they require you to like go in with a um, with like a, a a person. You know, there's like a little lock that's actually locked that one close. They're supposed to have uh, one of the workers walk in with you to make sure you don't antagonize the dangerous animal. 
Okay. A handler. Right. I mean, you don't have to follow their rules, though. I'm not gonna. I'm just... Honestly, Ty, (laughs) I'm just trying to think if there is... Like, I feel like I'm pretty deep into this plan, but I was trying to think if there was some other fair-related thing that I could do to cause a distraction besides a wild boar. I, I will tell you that I have thought of so many different things, and oh, petting I'm sure. zoo was not one of them. Well, you, yeah, you've had more time to think. I know, I have. I've had so much time to think. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I, I think that I told you the idea of it being a fair. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes after I thought of that. Yeah. I just was trying to think of... Yeah, no, fuck it. I'm just going to go into this boar cage. I'm going to unlock it without telling anybody that I'm going because I don't need anybody to unlock a gate for me. Mm-hmm. And just <laughs> rile this boar up, I guess. I'm going to ask you... So I, I've said before that like you can unlock a lock just effortlessly because you are, you know, you are a locksmith and you are a thief. Like, that is just a thing that happens. But I'm going to ask that you roll a sleight of hand check just in case you do it in an obvious way. Okay, that's You know fair. what I mean? Like, because you're trying to make sure that she does not notice you, and she is watching you. Right. Like, she's a professional, even if she trusts you. Okay, I gotta remember how to add all this stuff. Okay. Dexterity. Because <laughs> I have double proficiency in that now, which makes it seem like a super ridiculous amount, but it is. So, 23. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, dog. Uh, well, okay. Let me let me roll a perception check just in case. Well, I'm not even really trying to hide this from it there. I'm just okay. Well, but even if you're not trying to hide it, like she will act differently if she sees what you do. Okay. You know, um, but she did not notice what you've done, and and you're presumably trying to hide it from other people. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So you you pop open the gate, and there's a uh, there's this big old boar. It looks like it may be asleep right now. Uh, and it has it has a collar, a leather collar around its neck, attached to a, a chain on the wall to keep it from like running out of the gate as soon as it opens. <sighs> it's asleep though. It's asleep though. Could I reasonably stealth over to it and take that collar off? Uh, yes. Um, I would ask you to do a stealth and a the the sleight of hand. I'm not going to ask you to do a sleight of hand. I'm just going to ask you to do a stealth. And if you fail the stealth, I'm going to ask you to do an animal handling. Okay. DC 12. What, what, it doesn't what do you matter because you're going to think I'm lying because it's a crit 20. What has happened here? I don't know. What has happened? Didn't my... What has happened? Sorry, I just threw my dice. What? I don't know what happened in the past however many months it's been that my luck has just completely turned around. This is crazy. You know, you know that Eli did the stats on on the episodes. You have far and away the most critical failures of anybody on the show. Oh, I'm sure, but yeah. not this arc. This arc, we're turning it around. Alden's <laughs> a new man. His luck stat is up. Yeah. So you uh, you sneak over and describe to me describe to me what happens. I'm gonna let you play this out up into the point that like that it is obvious and that Avera is going to want to do something. So just tell me what happens. Okay. I go over and I take the collar off. So stealthy. Nobody notices. No one even notices that I'm in here. I'm so stealthy. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like, uh, I kind of just like take the chain and shake it. 
to wake the boar up. Uh, the boar, the boar, startles and uh, stands up. Um, and you are because you are a crit twenty. I'm going to give you this. Standing out of its range of vision as it sort of stands up and is is facing towards the gate. You are behind it, mm-hmm. uh, near where the chain connects to the wall. And it is it is standing up, facing towards the gate, and just sort of like shaking itself. Okay, I yell, "Oh my God, help!" And I run quickly, praying that the boar chases me into a crowded area. I'm trying to cause a scene and hope that no one gets hurt by this boar. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, so wait, so you run out ahead of the boar or? Yes. Or? I'm hoping that it is okay. chasing me. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm going to ask that you roll me an animal handling with an incredibly low DC, DC of eight. Um, just to be like, you're trying to get this aggressive animal to do something aggressive. So 13. <laughs> 13. Nice. I thought about making it more hard. So this thing um, rushes out behind you and like the the gate slams open as you you run out and then uh, the boar rushes out behind you and just starts rampaging down the hall. There are children uh, screaming everywhere. What what do you what do you do in this moment? I am trying to sneak away in the confusion, essentially, assuming that I am in a decent crowd and I am small, and I am sneaky, and every there's confusion. Which direction are you going? Are you going back out that, that main entrance, or what? No. Okay. I'm going the opposite direction. Okay, you come up against the, uh, the brick wall that I described surrounding this area. There is no roof to this section, uh, but there's a brick wall that's maybe like six feet tall. I assume you, you scale up it. Real yeah, quick. man, I got that second story work. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you climb up that and uh, hop down to the other side. Are you are you trying to be stealthy in this moment? Or are you just sort of counting on the uh, the activity to um, keep you safe? Well, I did just shout, so I feel like that pretty much takes away a lot of my stealth. But I guess I'm I mean I'm I'm hoping that there's enough people running in enough directions that there's a minute that I could like. It's reasonable to assume that Iver has lost me for a moment. Okay, she definitely has lost you for a moment. I'm going to ask that you roll a stealth check. I'm not going to give you advantage because she was watching you prior and because you shouted. But I, but you know, I'm going to let you roll this just to see how the, the crowd hides hey, you. Good thing I got that double proficiency in stealth checks now because they're extremely good. Um, I'm not going to tell you what Iver rolled. So I had nine. That's a 22. I'm going to tell the listeners what Ivera rolled, but I'm going to mute you so you can't hear me. Ivera rolled a uh, a five. So you got a, a 22? Yeah, from the amount of mouth movement that just happened, it sounded like you said like an eight-digit number. <laughs> it was just like... No, I said a, I said a phrase. Like, Ivera rolled a... Oh, okay. Like... But yeah, so you you hop over the uh, top of this this back wall, and uh, you can hear all the sound of like confusion and yelling on the the outside. You hear the the sounds as like the boar makes its way down, and, and maybe one of the other pens opens up, and a a horse starts running out, and it's just like just really just adding to the confusion so much. Yikes! People are gonna be harmed by this. Yeah, probably. Whoops. But you you have landed on the backside of this place, which was sort of on the edge of the fair. So you are away from anybody from prying eyes in this moment. 
Uh, what do you What do you do? Are you heading? Are you just gonna like head straight out? I am gonna book it. So the the secret meetup place is like somewhere in the woods. You said like a clearing. Yeah, it's a it's a clearing in the woods near one of the major roads. Okay, I'm gonna run into the woods, but not like in that direction yet, if that makes sense. Like not directly towards it, because I'm gonna see if I lost a bear first. Okay. And um, if it's been a reasonable amount of time and I still haven't seen her, then I'll start heading in that direction. So I'm just running through the woods like a crazy person. Okay. Another another five, ten minutes pass. You uh, are running through the woods. Maybe stop at some point and wait to hear if anybody's following you. You don't hear anything. Okay, the fact that you didn't tell me what she rolled makes me (laughs) very (laughs) suspicious. So I'm going to wait where I am, hidden in like a bush or something, and do like a quick like investigation or percept, whatever, whichever one. Like I'm specifically looking and listening for any signs of anyone following me. I think that'd be perception. Okay, good. And I'm going to roll regardless of her pre- whether she's here or not, <laughs> uh, just to fuck with you. So that's a 13, which is lower than my passive perception. So I don't understand how that works. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Yeah, you do not perceive anything. (gasps) uh, Anyone following you. You just hear the the sound of of wind blowing through the trees and all that sort of stuff. Okay, I'm going to start walking more stealthily, I'm not running anymore through the woods to the meetup point. All the while, head on a swivel, <laughs> watching and listening <laughs> for anything that might, anything, anyone, any bears, anything that might be following me. Gotcha. Um, as you are, you are walking through the forest, making your way towards the, the spot, things are very, like it's, it's been very quiet. You've haven't heard any animals, uh, just the, the sounds of birds and insects and that sort of thing. But all of a sudden, uh, off ahead of you a little bit, you hear the crack of a tree branch on the, the forest floor. Then you hear, oh, geez, I hope no one heard that. Oh, thank God. Danny, we got to work on your stealth. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, boss, I didn't see you over there. Um... Hey, so uh, I got a little turned around. Where are we supposed to meet up? I know it said on the map, on the thing you gave me. Daniel, it was so clear. <sighs> All right. I'm okay. sorry. I'm trying my best. <laughs> okay. I grab Danny and start walking in the direction of where we're supposed to meet. Okay. You guys were, were really, like, very close at that point. Okay. So um, it does not does not take too too long before before the trees part. And out ahead of you, you see a cart. And sitting on that cart, you see uh, your good old friend, uh, Wark. I thought you were about to say you see it there. You see not sitting there. He's <laughs> waiting for you the entire time. Oh, okay. Oh, how are you doing there, Alton? You get me anything from the fair? Oh, man, you know, I didn't. <laughs> it seems seems pretty shitty of me now, but we should probably just uh, just hurry because I'm 
a little unclear if we're being followed or not. He uh, he hops down and claps you on the back and he says, well, all I can ask for is my health and you're really doing a lot to ensure that. So thank you. No problem. Next time I'm going to win you a goldfish. High five. Uh, yeah, he, he he laughs at that and turns and, and, and looks at you. And then he looks back at the um, carriage that he had been sitting on the, the, the cart. There's a, um, you know, horse in front of it. And he then turns back to you and he says, so I'm really curious. I, I feel like at this point you can tell me which one are we taking? You look up and past that one carriage that he was sitting on, there is another identical carriage with a driver. Looking at these two carriages, you think back to the plan that you had, which which you, Mallory, did not have, but is is the plan that I'm giving you. I was going to say, did, did I have a plan? The plan that you had, which is you knew that after you tried to escape, Iver would be looking for you. You had, were pretty sure that, that Hosalda... She's the type of person to have, uh, you, you know that she has agents that you are not aware of. And so you were concerned about the, the possibility that she had someone that, that someone knew what was going on. And so you have set up two carts going in two different directions, basically to, to split the odds that Iver is able to pursue you. So one of these carts is going to Mount Renna. The other cart is going to St. Simone's Island. Which one are you going to? Oh, that's a pretty good plan that I came up with. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say about that. Um, I don't remember if anything has been, I know that Mount Renna sounds important, but I you can't. You can ask me questions about these these places. Um, I feel like we yeah, will. Yeah, give me, give, me give me a brief, you know what, no, fuck it tell me about them for sure but let's do, I want a beach episode let's go to the island okay nice <laughs> all right St. Simone's Island it is uh, and he hops up and uh, you and, and Daniel both hop in the back and just see your provisions which are identical to the provisions in the back of the other cart uh, yip yip and you guys get get on moving and we will see what happens at St. Simone's Island next episode uh, hey, Mallory, thank you and welcome back. Thank you for coming back on. Thanks for having me back, Ty. I've missed it. I, I know it probably doesn't seem like I was excited because you told me questions that I should be thinking about and I didn't think about them at all, but I just wanted it to be <laughs> in spontaneous the and in the moment. That's totally because fair. Because it wouldn't truly be an episode with me if there wasn't just long, <laughs> unnecessarily <laughs> awkward pauses while I try to think of solutions. But, truthfully, the only thing that I had figured out before the episode started was that I was gonna want to play carnival games. <laughs> I mean, that's solid. I, I like that a lot. Okay, and, uh, and I, I think that uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap this up. So, um, do you have anything you would like to, to say or plug before we, we get it going? Nope. All right, guys. Well, in that case, I guess we're going to uh, pitter-patter on out of here. Pitter-patter? That's Eli's <laughs> thing. I don't know. No, that's just the, that's just the thing oh, now. Sorry, we're yeah. pitter-pattering out. Pitter-patter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. your life was a little more spooky well what the heck hello everyone my name is jordan reed and i'm Lindsay reed and this is spooky spouses a podcast about ghosts and stuff tall tales although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was cradge was it cradge <laughs> Creepy cryptids. There. Poor Pizza Rat. Pizza Rat is pizza and a rat. Yeah, it's double delicious. He's a rat with pizza. It's like, yeah. oh man. Thank God there hasn't been a corn dog rat. Or you'd be eating that I rat. Think, you know what? I think, in my defense, if someone was like, you ate a live rat, I'd say, well, it was holding a perfectly good corn dog. <laughs> Monstrous goofs. Well, you could probably just put a video because, like, our tombstones will probably just be like videos replaying. They'll be like memes or oh gifts. Yeah. Our tombstones will probably just be gifts. That's, that's one of the coolest things you've ever said. A spooky spouse. <laughs> Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat that whole time. Spooky Spouses, a part of the Scavengers Network and Viddy Space. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. There's crickets outside. I really hope. Well, I guess it won't matter now that we have ambiance. Yes, we're going to a fair. <laughs> Just that. Okay. Um, so at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of his arc, we see him getting recruited through threat of bodily harm into a criminal organization run by run by Hosalda, uh, a a dwarven woman uh, operating inside of Cirque, uh, inside yeah, the city of Cirque. Okay? <laughs> do we do you want to just start oh start over do you want to just wipe this clean and start over i'm i'm not opposed uh do you want to just start wipe this clean and start over yeah i mean i feel like we the intro is fine but what what just happened i don't know eli eli go away <laughs> <laughs> okay right. uh listener did not hear that but uh eli just accidentally <laughs> joined the call uh <laughs> I don't know how or why, but uh but yeah. Um anyway, Mallory, well, I'm you using here? his I'm using his email because oh, okay. I didn't you know when you use somebody's computer and you don't want to just fuck up all their stuff and <laughs> log them out of everything. Fair. Uh nice. As you do that, uh you you turn and you see um Iver and she just kind of like smiles a little bit and just very, very Ty, small. you took away my very good scene. Huh? You took oh, away oh, my oh, very okay. good scene. Okay, no, no, we'll do it. We'll do that. We'll do that. Okay, <laughs> cut, cut that. Um, uh, and he's like, oh, well, this isn't what you. Uh, wait, no. Hey, oh man. Wait, no. What is his voice? Uh, there oh, you go. there it is. How are you doing there? Uh, how are you doing there? 
how you doing there? What is your fucking name? <laughs> um, so yeah, this will this will go in the bloopers. So if you have any any uh, uh so yeah. feel free to uh, to keep recording. Cool. Um, just what you can tell me about the places. I know I already I already yeah. made my decision, but now I'm curious. Yeah. So I, I so a little behind the scenes, um, I had been asking Mallory like where she th- where she thought. Uh, Alton would be trying to escape to. Um, and I gave like all the different places that he could conceivably uh, go to get out of Hosalda's reach. And Mallory was like, I just, I just don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> Shocking, and was like, I know. And I was like, you can, you can decide that. And I was like, okay, I'll decide that. Um, but I couldn't decide whether it would be better, like whether it would be more interesting to go to Mount Rena or to go to um, somewhere on the Salton Sea. Uh, and are we going to be pirates? Oh, oh, you wish that we would. Uh, I feel like we're already halfway there. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. Uh, th- that could happen. Um, that could conceivably happen. Uh, but. Uh, what was I saying? Sorry. So, so I, I just I just came up with this idea of like. You know, this would be a, this way, like I, I would be forcing you to make a dis, make the decision uh, and I wouldn't be making it for you, um, but it would be guaranteed to be a place that like I had a plan for, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually of the two. I'm glad that you chose St. Simone's, honestly. Oh, good. I was worried that I <laughs> that you had no. big plans for Mount Renna because it was already a thing that I remember hearing about before and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just for the listeners benefit, uh, this episode is being recorded um, before the finale of of uh, of Lore's Arc. And so when you listen to Lore's Arc, it'll become or when you you finish listening to Lore's Arc, uh, Mallory, it'll become become very clear that there are reasons that we would be going back to Mount Rena that kind of feel like they would make more sense for another character to be the person to go to go there. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I was because when you said that name, I knew it sounded familiar and it took me until like a couple minutes after we had been talking about it to remember. Oh, yeah, that's where Laura is right now. now. I just listened to it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know why Alton would want to go there. Yeah. So uh, so just so you know uh listeners will know this but um at this point but mount rena is the uh is the tide for the largest city um with cirque uh th- those are the two largest cities um but mount rena is almost entirely dwarven uh it is in the mountains um it is covered with just like stone and cast iron that sort of thing um very very cool place but uh but not uh not not exactly uh, Alton's scene, probably, which would buy why it'd be a good place to like hide out. Um, St. Simone's Island, on the other hand, is um, is more of a tourist destination kind of place. It's it's a place where the the uh, where middle class to uh, to wealthy people that sort of range um, will go to just sort of have a relaxing like beach time. Um and and you have uh, guild connections there. You have guild connections in both of these locations. Um, but yeah, so so like 
that's that's what those two places are. There's big, cool. big old city and then there's a small tourist town on an island. Um, St. Simone's Island is uh, obviously based off of uh, the Georgia coastal island, St. Simon's Island. Nice. Uh, in both its name and layout and general aesthetic. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any other other questions about stuff that came up on this? Um, not that I can think of. Was that an OK? I feel like you were going to let me escape regardless of what I did because you wanted me to get to the next destination for story purposes. But was that OK? Was oh, that yeah. An okay I, escape? That, that was a fine escape. I, okay. I was I was uh, if you had not if you had not. Um, I was going to let you escape regardless if if Iver had done or. Let me correct myself. You were almost definitely going to escape because uh, Wark was going to help you out if it came to combat time and you were doing badly. OK, because I but but I'm open. To, I was open to the possibility that like you would get, you know, that you would end up doing very badly and get captured. I had a plan if like you got captured and got taken back to Cirque and, and stuff. Um but but I was I was hoping that you would not. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had. What I had did Avera plans. roll? Avera rolled a five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried. Oh, my God. OK, cool. Yeah, that's why that's why I didn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> good, 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 good. Hey, Ty, great job, because I was very concerned. <laughs> Which is which is more appropriate for yes for because the situation. Alton wouldn't know. Yeah, Alton wouldn't know it at all. Um, yeah, so I had I had ideas of like how you might distract uh, them. Yeah, what were your ideas? So um, my, my the idea that like seemed most most likely to me was you just drop the mic a little bit. Uh, the idea that seemed most likely to me would be that you would go into either a dark ride. Uh, like a haunted house or you go into about a, rides. all of mirrors or a fun house or something like that and um, use that as an opportunity to like lose your tail. Um, I also consider the possibility that you would ask one of your contacts, one of the guild members or or another guild to um, cause a distraction. Uh, I thought that you um, might tr- cause an argument with like a booth owner and like uh, sneak away. Um, lots of lots of different things. Uh, yeah, that- I truthfully couldn't think of anything until like while we were playing the game, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could just cause like an animal stampede like water for elephants style. But then you had them all in separate cages. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was, dog. I was going to cause havoc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the thing I'm most sad about is the two things that I was like, for flavor-wise, <laughs> what would Alton do? And I was like, he's definitely going to play games because he wants to steal a prize. Definitely. That's, that and then I was good. like, I also want him to put on an impromptu magic show. Oh! <laughs> but there just wasn't... Hold on to th- that! There wasn't a good opening. Like, no. Like, I thought maybe after we ate, he was going to, like... Because I asked... I, I couldn't remember if she played an instrument or what her thing was. I was going to, like, try to coerce Bear uh-huh. into being in a magic show with me and it would have been a whole ridiculous Man. thing that wouldn't have made any sense and it just made more sense time wise to mm-hmm. escape 
I I had I had ideas for uh, I had ideas for like things scenes that I wanted to put in, um, one of which I I can't really tell you because it would it would it would yeah I can't there's there's like one scene that I cannot tell you, um, uh, and then uh, one of the there was like a character that I I wanted to put in that was like the uh, the tailor from. Uh, the arc that um or from the halloween special which mm. listeners will have heard but mallory will not have heard um so she will not know why i wanted her to <laughs> to uh interact with that person nice um, yeah i just i didn't like want to just have a bunch of very short very similar interactions with all these people yeah i i had those those sorts of interactions i had planned if you like panicked and couldn't come up with anything yeah you know if if you needed uh i had like one or two things that i was like okay if if mallory uh freezes up and does not have an idea and just like is like ty just do it then i'll then i'll have like something ready um but yeah uh yeah man oh oh i haven't i don't know if i've told you this um we're joining a network yeah, we're joining a podcast network. Oh this boy, is, that's this is exciting. The first yeah, we we have joined. Uh, so so it's getting announced on the podcast feed tomorrow. But uh, so which listeners, this gives you another idea of of when this came out, because this is the first episode that we were recording after this decision has been made. Um, we're joining the Scavengers Network. The Scavengers we're, Network? The Scavengers Network, uh, which... Let me see. I'm going to pull up the list of shows real quick. Is it like something I can Google? How do you can go to scavengersnetwork.com um, and it's just a network. So uh, it's it's a uh, it's like a little indie podcast network. It's got a, a fair number of shows on it, like Myth Takes and Spoosy, uh, Spoosy, Spooky Spouses, um, Historical Hotties, all of those things. This is so exciting. When when are you when do you get on here as uh, one of I the will... shows? So I don't know when I officially get on the website, but I will be making the announcement on 819. Uh, so Ooh. 11 a.m. tomorrow. So I assume <gasps> that Colin Parker, the pod boss of uh, the pod father of Scavengers Network, I assume he's going to be adding me to the website uh, sometime in the next day or so. I sent him like a bunch of, you know, all the logos and, and character and uh, show description, and all that stuff. That's so exciting. Promo. You need a T-shirt now. Should we stop the recording? I guess. Okay. Just because uh, yeah, before it gets too recording. long. Okay. This is too long because this will be old news to all the listeners. Okay. Cool. All right.